live and pre-recorded. This is the Red Ticket Blues Podcast. I am, of course, Brian Buckley. This is being recorded on February 8th to hit the internets on February 9th. And just so you know, the Red Ticket Blues Podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes, and now TuneIn Radio. So don't give me any crap about you don't know where to find it when I ask you if you listened. Uh, so, another week, and here we are in the doldrums that I've spoke about before, the aforementioned barren wasteland that is the sports scene the month of february and what are we all talking about here in the northeast snow that's what we're talking about damn you that's right and another storm is hitting the northeast yeah it's a lot of snow we've gotten a lot of snow but you know what happens every winter snow yes snow happens every winter and i'm gonna make a prediction there will be more snow after this and i'm also going to make another bold prediction it will be hot in the summer, and people will be uncomfortable. Just saying it now. So before all your bitching and moaning and your Facebook posts, I'm telling you now. You heard it here first. Before we get into everything, sad note today. Dean Smith, former coach of the University of North Carolina's basketball team, passed away at the age of 83, was suffering from Alzheimer's disease for quite some time. The, yeah, 83 years old, Dean Smith with a career record of 879 and 254 that's a 700 that's a 776 winning percentage 36 years in chapel hill 11 final four appearances and two national championships in 1982 and 1993 and those respective years of course we all remember michael jordan's famous shot as a freshman in 1982 and chris weber's infamous timeout in 1993 against well he was playing for michigan he wasn't playing against them dean smith was playing against him Eventually, what you're going to hear after the grieving period is over with Dean Smith, and part of it is is legit, will be the academic scandal going on in North Carolina where much of it happened under Dean Smith. I'm not going to sit here and trash a man who just died. But he, uh, and it was unfair. You, you, you've seen it. It hasn't really, uh, what am I trying to say? It sort of went away. It was reported a few months ago. It sort of went away, and I think a lot of it had to do because Dean Smith couldn't really answer those questions. But in t- as time passes, this will get more pub, and we will see what exactly this was all about. It was we all we know what it was about, but we'll get more into it and who was to blame. Classes that never existed, majors that were basically phony at a pretty good institution. Not even just athletically, but academically. So. There's a lot of things that uh, still have to be sorted out there, but passing at Dean Smith, a legend in Mount Rushmore in the college basketball coaching circles. Uh, we'll go over a little NFL today. We thought it was in our rearview mirror, but, you know, the the NFL players, they want to let them know schools out. They're, uh, they want to show what what they do on the field, what they do off the field. That also makes news. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about another school in college basketball who has their own educational problems, but according to them, they've... They've sorted it all out. We'll talk about them. We'll get into the owner of the New York Knicks really being fan-friendly and reaching out and interacting with those season ticket holders. And I'm sure they're all on the same page. And, of course, we have to mention Mr. Rodriguez because, like I said, it's sort of what I do. But... We'll start with the NFL. This is probably the last time the NFL will lead the show in for a while. But with that Super Bowl being over now with the Patriots taking it back to Boston, having their parade, what did the Seattle Seahawks had to do? They had to whine. 
maybe not whine. They announced all their injuries on their defense. Richard Sherman, Tommy John, elbow elbow injury. Well, he's having Tommy John surgery because of an elbow injury. We spoke about that last week. Cam Chancellor revealed he played with a torn MCL. And Earl Thomas a, will have to have surgery on a separated shoulder and torn labrum. I give all these guys credit for playing in the Super Bowl, putting their bodies on the line when they're obviously not at 100%. And they must have been pumped full of 9 million drugs not to feel some of those injuries because those are major injuries. But I don't think it's a coincidence that they were all revealed. And I know injuries are revealed at the end of the season. Team spokespeople come out, say, hey, this guy was injured, that guy was injured. I think this is just sour grapes, them whining, saying, hey, we, you know, we, we played really hard, and if we, we were, we were uh, tip-top shape, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't have lost that game. That's the way I look at it. Some people might say that's unfair. I don't care. That's the way I look at it. But I think the real news in the NFL this year, in the past week, I should say, is just the they haven't had a lot of problems off the field. It's, you know, we've had the infl- uh, deflated footballs and, and other issues in the NFL, but the, 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 the law stuff has sort of been, you know, they haven't really heard much news. Well, the NFL wanted to have a renaissance of sorts because this week they were all about it. Yeah, the backup running back for the Dallas Cowboys, Joseph Randall, who was, his was the most minor of them. He was arrested with possession of marijuana, which was eventually dropped due to a domestic dispute, and apparently it's just some baby mama drama about how he wanted to pay off his girlfriend to have an abortion. He had a gun. That's what his uh, his the baby mama's attorney is saying. I really don't care about the parental garbage of a backup running back who actually probably will get some significant play this year after DeMarco Murray will most likely leave Dallas. But the other ones, and let's also not forget I probably believe a lot of this, if there is any wrongdoing of Joseph Randall, I probably believe it because this is the same fool last year who was arrested for shoplifting a two-pack of black polo underwear valued at $39.50 and almost full tester bottle of Gucci Guilty Black Cologne valued at $84. Same guy who earns hundreds of thousand dollars a year. He's stealing from stores. He's stealing underwear and cologne. So, obviously, a mention of it. The linebacker for the Indianapolis Colts, Dequell Jackson, the same gentleman who intercepted Tom Brady's pass to begin what is known as the investigation for deflated footballs. You may know it as another term. I'm not familiar with that term. But he took a different route this week. Earlier, I believe it was Tuesday, he was arrested for assault. And what he did was, yeah, it was Tuesday, he assaulted a pizza delivery man who took his spot, his parking spot. Delivery man said, I'm just going to be here for a minute. DeQuell did not like that and punched the guy in the face. How irrational can you be? He is a pizza delivery man. His entire job is predicated on moving, delivering. He will not be there long. I don't know what to say. I, that is... Yeah, I don't know. But the big one, and this one still has still a lot of layers left in it, is Latroy, Latroy Guy on the defensive tackle of the Green Bay Packers, who was arrested with a loaded gun, 357 grams of marijuana, and almost $200,000 in cash. So let's clear things up here. The gun is registered and legal in the state of Minnesota. He was arrested in Florida. So, issue there. The media does like to sensationalize things with 357 grams, which makes him sound like he's some sort of kingpin, like he's Pablo Escobar or something. But in reality, it's 0.78 pounds. 
No, I think that's not going to qualify as personal use, but it's 0.78 pounds. Still not good. The $200,000, the $190,000 was eventually confirmed that it was a game check that he cashed. I still have a lot of questions, though. Why does he have that much weed on him? Because I'm not even going to look at weed like it's a huge deal. But he's got almost a pound, so that, that, that does raise some red flags. He's got a gun that's not registered. I know it's a way of life in the South, so I'm not going to get into a gun debate with people. Um, usually on that subject, I like to take each side and uh, just piss off both sides. Um, the, the money, I mean, he's an adult, he's an American, he's allowed to have that much money on him. But why, why and I understand people, people do carry that sort of money, but they're, they're ballers, they're billionaires, they're Floyd Mayweather who wants to show off, they want to bet. I, I don't know why you'd have that much money on you. I, I find it hard to believe that it was just he cashed a check and was just sort of rolling around in his car, just... La di da, but he was uncooperative, belligerent, was arrested. That case is still sorting itself out, and the NFL were also still waiting on the Wells report, which is the report trying to find out what happened to those footballs in New England. You would think that what's it been three weeks? I don't know if they're using forensic tests, as if I picture like a like a, well, a shooting gallery and guys in in lab coats and, and goggles and they're shooting things at footballs and then making educated guesses. I believe this I mean, This is a bit much. The NFL is so pissed that the Patriots won. If Seattle had won, no one would care about this report. It would be fifth-page news. Maybe not fifth-page, but not nearly that big of a deal. So that's the NFL right now. We'll, we'll have to wait. The draft is soon. We'll have to wait. I'm not even getting... No, 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 no. I'm not getting into draft stuff. I'm not doing that. And I'm tired of listening about that last play because I heard that all day, every day, sports radio in New York City this week. You would have thought we were in New England or Seattle. My God, enough of the conspiracy theories from you wackos out there. And like I promised, we talk about another college basketball team with academic issues, that being the Syracuse University men's basketball team. But according to them, they're just going to take it into their own hands. They decided to level a self-imposed ban on their basketball team, saying, hey, we admit it did wrong and we are banning ourselves from the postseason this year pretty noble of them i I applaud them uh in a statement released by the university jim Beheim in the statement said i believe the university is doing the right thing by acknowledging that past mistakes occurred university is acknowledging them not him not him not 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 saint jim because he wouldn't do something like that he was asked this week after a loss to pitt if what he thought about maybe people's perceptions of their program, Jim responded in an eloquent way that only he could. I don't give a shit what those people think. I know what I've done and I know what we do and I'm proud of it. So the university's to blame. He's not to blame. And if you ask questions like that, you're going to get it from Jim. I don't ask anybody's question but yours. You're an idiot. Now, obviously, this is a convenient time for Syracuse to make this uh, decision to put the self-imposed ban on them. This year isn't their greatest year. They're having a bad year. We won the one 10 fucking games this year. I I wouldn't go that far. They're 15 and they even have won more than 10. Uh, Sixth in the ACC. And let's also remember that Jim Beheim has the top recruiting class next year. 
well, his top recruiting class in the last 39 years of coaching there. And he's also going to be doing the Krzyzewski route as he approaches a thousand victories. A lot of people don't know how many victories, well, people don't know. A lot of people don't realize he has as many victories. He's right behind Coach K. He's not going to get the same fanfare, but he, when it comes to wins, he's right there. But the, the idea that, and you know what else screws, what screws, it really screws. What is screwed up is that they announce it now. If they had announced this in the beginning of the season, and this academic fraud goes back to 2007, so it's not like it's just revealed. They're well aware of this. They screwed anyone who wanted to transfer because if they announce this now, they decide to transfer, they have to sit out the rest of the season and next season. So obviously that's a Syracuse University. Jim Beheim and his coaching staff, they don't give a shit about any of those players. They care about the new players coming in, that great recruiting class. I mean, the self-imposed ban is such a joke. It is such a cop-out. I mean, the self-imposed ban is like, if I was driving through a high-traffic drug area and was pulled over by the cops, I immediately said, officer, officer, I have a joint. Please prosecute me to the full extent of the law. I did bad. Hoping he'd ignore the five pounds of cocaine I have in my car. That's what a self-imposed ban is like. It's ridiculous. And no one should buy it. And I certainly hope President Mark Emmert of the NCAA doesn't buy that garbage because Jim Beheim, he seems to skirt by with how much of an asshole he actually is. And yes, this is coming from a UConn fan. And yes, this is coming from a UConn fan who, yes, the University of Connecticut's history, reputation built on an old curmudgeon, Jim Calhoun, who was... And not a dime back. Yeah, he was an asshole too. But Jim Beheim goes out of his way to insult people, make reporters look like crap, and just, just a... Just a uh, cantankerous old man who is never wrong and just ugh, ugh. and Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski said I, I feel bad that's happening to, to in regards to the Syracuse uh, self-imposed ban I love Syracuse Mike said I love Jim and you don't want anything bad to happen in your conference yeah you know, it's not like someone died they they did something that was wrong I feel bad that's happening yeah coach K but off. But I know what some of you are thinking in the back of your mind. Oh, you're, you're a UConn fan, like I said. And, oh, academic scandals. That's right. Oh, you can criticize you can criticize Bayham and Syracuse, but what about UConn? Well, if you want to talk about the UConn fans. Get some facts and go back and see. That's right, exactly. Like I said, not the most gentle man in the world, Jim Calhoun. They got screwed with the academic progress rate. And what that was was the NCAA decided to, well, say that we're going to give this score and we're going to go back four years. And if you don't reach that score, you're going to be banned from the postseason, which is what happened to UConn in 2013. Now, UConn, there's nothing to defend about their graduation rate. At the time, it was one of the lowest. It was improving. I'm not going to say it was an institution built like the Ivy League because it's not. Their graduation rate was poor. But the idea that they go four years back by imposing something one time. That's like driving down the highway in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. You're going. You're good. Hey, yeah, everything's fine. And then two years later, a cop calls you up and says, hey, by the way, we're switching that speed limit back to, we're going to put it down to 45, so you're over the speed limit and you're getting a ticket. Don't you like all my examples? This way? I mean, whew, the analogies are out of control. But, I mean, that's what that's like. And, yes, Calhoun was suspended for three games a few years ago with that whole Nate Miles Oh boy, that Nate Miles debacle, but, and that really all that surrounded was, was text messages, and 
It's basically him looking the other way and allowing his assistants to text message, phone calls. Nate Miles was a disaster. We'll talk a whole podcast about that garbage. Anyways, we move on to the New York We are the New York Knicks. 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 They go New York, go New York, go. Go New York, go New York, go. Say go New York, go New York, go. Today, Deadspin got a copy of an email that a fan sent to owner Jim Dolan, who also owns the New York Rangers, just telling him about, well, you know, how he feels about the team, how he feels about Jim Dolan and the progress he's made as since he's been the owner there. I'll read this. I know it's a podcast. People don't want to hear me read, but in order for me to talk about this, I got to read it, okay? So the subject is, I've been a Knicks fan since 1952. At one stage, I thought you did a wonderful thing when you acquired everything from your dad, Cablevision. However, since then, it has been all downhill. You working with Isaiah Thomas and everything else regarding the Knicks. Bringing on Phil Jackson was a positive beginning, but lowballing Steve Kerr was a disgrace to the Knicks. The bottom line is that you merely continue to interfere with the franchise. As a Knicks fan for an excess of 60 years, I am utterly embarrassed by your dealings with the Knicks. Sell them so your fans can at least look forward to growing them in a positive direction. Obviously, money is not the only thing. You have done a lot of utterly stupid business things with the franchise. Please know more. Respectfully, Aaron Bierman's dad. Okay, so we don't actually get a last name there but that's you know a little harsh but really not anything inaccurate there and jim dolan who who knew he responded to fans i mean the guy barely talks to anyone barely does any interviews unless they're softballs softballs and prearranged from newspapers he actually likes but he actually responded and said mr bierman you are a sad person that is i mean wonders with public relations right there you are a sad person starts out great why would anyone write such a hateful letter? I am just guessing, but I'll bet your life is a mess, and you are a hateful mess. What have you done that anyone could consider positive or nice? I am betting nothing. In fact, by the way, the grammar's terrible here. Uh, the punctuations, no apostrophes, no commas. In fact, I'll bet you are a negative force in everyone who comes in contact with you. You, are, you most likely have made your family miserable. Alcoholic, maybe. I just celebrated my 21-year 20 year anniversary of sobriety. You should try it. Maybe it will help you become a person that folks would like to have around. In the meantime, in the mean, while start in the mean, while start rooting for the Nets because the Knicks don't want you. Respectfully, James Dolan. I don't know what to say about that. That is, ah, I'm at a loss for words. James Dolan is a guy who. It's almost like he wants to be George Steinbrenner, but he's just too dumb. Maybe that's not a great analogy, because Dolan doesn't want all the press. He wants the press when things are good. He wants his face there, but he doesn't want his words thrown out there. But yet he's responding to fans' emails. It's just the same guy who gave $100 million down in Houston, who has some sort of torrid infatuation with Isaiah Thomas. Let's not forget about uh, Nuka Brown Sanders and the sexual harassment suit against the entire Madison Square Garden blackballing beat reporters and papers because they they post they they post they write maybe not so flattering things about him that's where we're at with james dolan this is what he's accusing people of being alcoholics then gloating that he has not drank in 21 years basically just assuming through an email that someone's an alcoholic and i'm pretty sure one of the steps but i i don't know but i'm pretty sure one of the steps in sobriety and recovery is not 
you know, ripping other people that may have an issue. The fact that we're even talking about this guy's an alcoholic is ridiculous. There's nothing that says he's an alcoholic. Jim is just doing that so he can insert his sobriety and glory into the conversation. And he's also telling the fan to root for the other team in New York, that being the Brooklyn Nets. This is the business relations that James Dolan is capable of. I don't know where you can go from here. This, uh, I, I'd like, I want to see the response to this. I really do. I want to see how this is handled. They'll probably come out and say that this is not, this is completely false. This is a fake, a forgery. Never happened. Or it could just be the normal James Dolan thing and ignore it. A completely ignore it and maybe talk every five years and have prearranged questions and answers. Well, prearranged questions. To give to whoever is lucky enough to be in his presence to have that interview go down. But what a... I mean, it's as if the Knicks couldn't get any worse. They're a, a national joke in the NBA. And this is your owner. This isn't some stupid Twitter or Instagram thing from post from from a player late at night being stupid this is your owner your owner he owns two teams he owns the rangers the hockey team how do you get rid of owners you can wear all the paper bags you want to get rid of coaches and change things but can't get rid of owners can't get rid of owners and finally this week we're, we're gonna end with something that's near and dear to my heart I promised A-Rod would do something stupid this week. He was in the news, okay? So give me that. He was in the news, but he didn't do anything stupid. He broke up with longtime girlfriend. Long time. Who the hell knows how long? Probably, what, a year? Year and a half? Tori Wilson. I thought she was the one. But A-Rod moves on. Hopeless romantic, that man. And the Yankees have actually sat down. They have agreed to a sit-down. I would love to be a fly on the wall for that sit-down with Brian Cashman and Alex Rodriguez. The tension in the room, the horse shit flying probably from both mouths should be interesting. They should probably hash out that, <laughs> not probably, I'm sure they will hash out the report that the Yankees want to take away Alex's bonuses for reaching milestones. I'm sure that'll be on the table. Alex's future actually on the team playing time. Will he get a chance at all? Alex... Are you on steroids? Will you not be on steroids? Will you be clean? I mean, just the amount of crap in that room. You'd need a shovel to pile through all that stuff. I, I, ugh, God. But, and that's really all I got this week. Uh, Just to put everything with a nice little bow, we talked about the weather in the beginning. I am leaving the cold and going to Puerto Rico. Um, in a few days, and I will be there for five days, so I will leave all of you here to complain and shovel. So I hope you all have a good time. If my plane crashes in the Atlantic Ocean, the podcast will be delayed next week. So just remember that. And as always, at BrianBuck13 on Twitter, you can now find the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, and our newest partner. Well, we're not really partners, but I like to say that. At TuneIn at TuneIn. That's their Twitter. TuneIn Radio. It's an app. We all know. So, download, enjoy. If you're on iTunes, give me a review. It helps. Everything helps. So, everyone, have a great day. Hasta luego. Yeah, I just said, huh. I mean, I was... I said, huh. That's it.
Thank you.